build this children's, uh, you know, children's book series on financial literacy. And, you know, just, just to, to remind people, what was it that, you know, gave you the idea to create a children's book series around financial literacy and different topics that, you know, most of the time adults are learning about, let alone children? To me, it's been one of those situations to where, um, you know, Wesley is my uh, my son, right? He's my now. He's eight year old. He's eight years old. He's down with his uh, in-laws right now. But what happened with him was when I started to learn about finances, I decided to, uh, you know, as I was going to school, serving the military, all of the great stuff, I decided to like, hey, man, you know, um, I'm learning all this cool stuff. I wonder why I didn't know this as a child. So I just started to. Um, I said, well, and I asked my dad why he didn't invest for us. He said he didn't know. Mm. So I said, well, you know what? I just want to start teaching my son. And what I noticed in the financial industry, everything was geared towards adults. Everything's geared towards adults. Credit repair, uh, get this today, da, da, da. And a lot of our mistakes come from what we don't know and what we're, what we're not exposed to. So I made it my mission to say, hey, um, I want to create something to just talk to Wesley and like, hey, Wesley, he learns to invest. That's dope, man. That's and dope. That's where, that's where it started from. Hey, Culture and Conversations family. I'm your host, Jamison Smallwood, and I'm about to make you guys part of the conversation. Hey, guys, thank you for downloading. Thank you guys for subscribing to and Thank you guys for sharing culture and conversations. I have a very special guest in my home at Smallwood Manor, as I call it. Studios at Smallwood Manor. I have a good friend, my cousin, Prince Dykes. He's in the building and he is here to, on his press run to talk about his new book, Wesley Learns About Insurance, in his children's series, Wesley Learns. So I can't wait for you guys to meet my cousin and for us to talk a little bit here in front of you guys. And uh, if you're watching the stream, then guess what? You're getting a bonus treat here, right here on Culture and Conversations. Hey, everybody. My name is Jameson Smallwood. And uh, yeah, we're live here doing a in-studio recording of Culture and Conversations. Let me thank you guys for being a part of the conversation. Uh, I have my cousin here in the building. Uh, my cousin is named Prince Dykes. And Prince has been really helpful on this journey of podcasting. Uh, he's been really helpful on this journey of getting, you know, a social media following and engagement and just trying to teach me a few of his tips and tricks. And, you know, one of the things that um, we've, we've had a chance of talking about since we've um, connected in this space is we talked about his uh, children's book series, Wesley Learns. And uh, I've actually had Prince on the podcast before, on the audio podcast, talking about uh, Wesley Learns, uh, in particular, Wesley Learns to Invest and Wesley Learns about credit. So, man, I want to welcome to the conversation, Prince Dykes. What's going on, Prince? Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Um, I, I definitely like your setup. I need to step my game up, you know. You, I mean, you're doing a lot. I mean, to, to be right here uh, in your home to put all this together is uh, very nice, you know. Man. And, um, you know, uh, you taught me a lot, big time, you know, Dude. telling me to step my audio up and all of the good stuff like that. But, uh, you know, definitely proud of you. I remember when you started out, you know, I just, like I was telling you offline, you know, uh, especially when you got that logo. I appreciate right. it. When you got the logo, I thought that was so cool. 
And uh, now I gotta get me one. I gotta, I gotta knock you off for that one. I'm like, look at that. <laughs> so, because I know how much it means to get support and how much you know you need support to uh, keep it going on. So, but uh, definitely, uh, thank you for having me on. Hey, definitely man. for a good conversation. Hey man, I definitely appreciate it, man. Um, you know, this is a this is a bit of, you know, a, of a bonus show for the people on Facebook because they don't typically see me um, interview people mm -hmm. uh, when I do the culture and conversations audio stuff. So you were willing to come by the house and be a part of the conversation, man. And I can't do anything but thank you, especially with all this tra crazy Atlanta traffic you had to drive through, man. Yeah, Atlanta is uh, traffic is pretty challenging, you know. Yeah. But so, it was what you call it. I was just sharing sharing your link out. Okay, cool. This stuff. Cool. I'm about to do the same thing to let a few more people see it. Uh, especially so they can they can see it all on the timeline. But man, cause you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is obviously you got a new book out, Wesley mm -hmm. Learns About Insurance. And you know, you've made it a your business to build this children's uh, you know, children's book series on financial literacy. And, you know, just just to, to remind people, what was it that, you know, gave you the idea to create a children's book series around financial literacy and different topics that, you know, most of the time adults are learning about, let alone children? To me, it's been one of those situations to where, um, you know, Wesley is my uh, my son, right? He's my now, he's eight-year-old. He's eight years old. He's down with his uh in-laws right now but what happened with him was when i started to learn about finances i decided to uh you know as i was going to school serving the military all the other great stuff i decided to like hey man you know um i'm learning all this cool stuff i wonder why i didn't notice as a child so i just started to um i said well and i asked my dad why he didn't invest for us he said he didn't know mm. so i said well you know what i just want to start teaching my son and what I noticed in the financial industry, everything was geared towards adults. Everything is geared towards adults. Credit repair, uh, get this today, da-da-da. And a lot of our mistakes come from what we don't know and what we're, what we're not exposed to. So I made it my mission to say, hey, um, I want to create something to just talk to Wesley. And like, hey, Wesley, he learns to invest. That's dope, man. That's and dope. That's where, that's where it started from. Well, I mean, let me. That's worth clapping it up for, there, man. <laughs> yeah, because you, because you don't hear people who think like that, right? Like, I think the that that what what connects with me whenever he, you describe this story, mm -hmm. is that you were saying that, hey, man, everything is really geared to adults who've messed up their their credit or their finance or, you know, who who are going through trying to repair something or fix it, but nobody nobody ever made a product that tried to make these simple principles that oftentimes causes so much pain as adults approachable as children, which mm -hmm. is the time where we're most apt to learn about different things. Exactly. You know, and, um, once you get those topics to start being talked about as a child, when you become an adult, it shouldn't be foreign language. People can say what they want about insurance. Oh, insurance is a scam. I don't like insurance. It didn't pay me out. All of the good stuff like that. But I go back and tell people, I guarantee you, everybody in this room has some form of insurance, whether it's car insurance, home insurance, homeowner's insurance. If you don't own a home, you probably got renter's insurance. You got health insurance, something out there. So we know all these kids are going to run into this topic. So let's stop playing around. And think about it. How many times you heard growing up somebody died without insurance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, you know, and especially in this day and age, not throwing shade towards anybody, yeah. but people are oftentimes doing GoFundMe pages. You know, people are oftentimes, uh, you know, 
reaching out to loved ones, cousins, you know, people yeah. they think they got money. They're like, hey, man, well, let's, let's call Jameson up and see if he's got it. You know, um, and I, I don't want to, and I'm not saying, I'm not throwing shade towards anybody, but mm-hmm. that's a very real reality where we find ourselves not looking out for our best interest long term. And uh, it, it, when it comes to things like insurance and finance, financial literacy. So, I mean, I think that's a really, I think that's a really um, strong place for us to put our focus at. You know? And, you know, I mean, I'm just being 100% honest. I remember one time I had somebody I had with the school with, um, you know, they, they reached out to me and was like, hey, one of their loved ones had died. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had children and they wanted to, you know, they had children with the person and they wanted to, like, get help. And I had no, and I was like, so you had a grown man walking around with kids with mm-hmm. no insurance. Now, if you didn't have insurance due to a, a, a technicality, like, oh, you know, Prince wasn't wearing a seatbelt and that, you know, the insurance company won't pay out because of that. Sure. Then I can understand, hey, you know, technicality or whatever. But just you was a grown man walking around without insurance and you had a family. That doesn't make sense to me. And people can sit here and talk about all this investing that they're doing. Um, you know, they could talk about all this investing, what they're teaching their kids. Um, I'm working so hard for my family, my kids. Just get insurance. That's the easiest way to pass down generational wealth. Knowing that if while I'm sitting here on this show, if I was to have a stroke and pass over and die, sure. right? Knowing that, okay, my wife and son are going to be, you know, in a good position. Okay. You yeah. know, that, that gets me the, I mean, that's what, you know, I, I don't get that. So, why, you know, why not have it? So, but um, why people don't have it, I don't know. But I, I've definitely grown up and seen those stories and heard those stories and things like that where people struggle for insurance. Uh, I'm just not having it, but I just think that, you know, it's an easy way to pass down generational wealth and that uh, everybody can do it. So, you know, I just thought that kids should be, um, it should be this kept secret. Who talks to their kids about insurance? Nobody does. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I I never forget my dad um, growing, you know, we were, we were here growing up, uh, various perspectives on, on, mm-hmm. on money and, and, you know, my dad, um, you know, our, you know, you're all, you, you, well, let's see. My dad is your, he's not your uncle. He's your great uncle. You know, my, my, so that's what my dad is to you. Uh, but my great, but your great uncle, his name is Frank Smallwood. He, uh, he always preached about saving money and about being, you know, about having a certain level of financial literacy. Like, Hey, don't spend everything you make, save, work hard, save money. Um, but he would always, you know, talk about how when he saw certain people in our community who were elderly, who were single, you know, uh, single widows and how they were buying stuff and buying property still into the, you know, well into their seventies and eighties, you know, he was like, Oh, well, how are they doing that? Something must be paying, paying out for them, you know, in terms of giving them access to, to wealth like that. And it was insurance, you know, so that was how he, what he thought that the solution was. So he thought it was insurance, but you know, I feel like, you know, I, the way I look at insurance is I make so much money and I got to replace that income for my family and I got to replace that income for my, you know, for my loved ones. And insurance is an easy way of doing that if you make sit down and pick out the right insurance plan. And obviously, we, we could talk about some of that. But I think that more importantly, I want us to make sure we're focusing in on your book. So, I mean, just like you took the same approach with investing and, and with learning about investing and also learning about credit, you said, hey, well, why not write a book teaching these kids about insurance so that when they get older, it's a it's it's not a foreign language to them that's so hard for them to understand. Oh yeah, and I think that um what we just did uh, this morning was on Good Morning Augusta, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, with our hometown mayor, I'm going to be at the city hall on Thursday. Okay. 
and I'll be at the Burke County Library on Friday. Okay. Uh, we used to this nice, lovely poster we'll be, hang, uh, be hanging at. Oh, yeah. But the thing about it, which is, uh, I think is so historic about that mm -hmm. day, is that uh, the mayor uh, is declaring a uh, Children's Financial Literacy Day mm -hmm. in the city of Waynesboro. Okay. And I think that with that done properly and done resourcefully, I know it's a small town. We don't have, you know, a whole lot there. Sure. But you are investing into the community's future. That's it. That's the main thing. Because those kids are going to be the next business owners, franchise owners, mm -hmm. stockbrokers, you know, because uh, I always tell people, go off, leave, learn things from home, right? And when you learn things from home, you come back and you teach people what you learn. Like, hey, I've gone off. I met these people. I've seen these things. So I want to teach them, um, bring it back to them. So, but, uh, and, you know, even with the books, even with everybody that has supported everything, 110% independent, right? Okay. Now, even though I'm 100% um, independent, I've definitely had some help. You know, yeah. some people have definitely uh, helped me out through various networks and stuff like that. But uh, with that being said, you have so many um, people out there that people are like, man, you know, you're a genius to think about this or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I don't consider myself a genius. I've seen other people kind of doing it. And I just said, hey, you know what? I just want to do this with, you know, me and my son. And, you know, it's definitely at this point. It has grown, you know, past my wildest imagination. Yeah. Right. Uh, as far as what I thought it would be, you know, from just starting off as a joke and, you know, I had ups and downs and sideways and, yeah. you know, bad times and good times and stuff like that. But um, I'm definitely, um, the, the thing that drives me the most is not uh, finances because anybody that uh, knows me know that I'm not a, I'm not a materialistic person at all. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Most time, you know, people see me walking around in sweats and a t-shirt mm -hmm. and whatever. Uh, that's who I really, really am. Mm -hmm. But um, if I got to put on a suit and tie to do something, hey, you know, if I got to do it for a, a show or something, I can do that. Mm -hmm. But um, it's really what drives me the most is legacy. And I feel as though either when, you know, when they start to kick dirt on my grave. Okay. Uh, people, uh, this stuff will still have an impact that I may spark the next mind or the next Warren Buffett or the next Bill Gates or anybody. So, you know, that's the thing that um, I chase more than anything else, the legacy. Yeah. Because I don't know how much how much longer I got left, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't know if you know how much longer you got left. No, I, I don't <laughs> like to think about that. I don't like to think about that. You know, but it's yeah. a real, it, you know, some people are going to, I don't know if it's 50, I don't know if it's 60, 70, 80, 90, but I know eventually is going to happen. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is that I know I can't take any materialistic things. Yeah. So it's about creating the legacy, starting the a conversation and the culture. Uh, you said my cousin has done this before it. That's it, man. so start that conversation in the culture to shift it because mm -hmm. so many people dm me like oh look prince this person is doing what you're doing and yeah. that person's blah blah oh you started this person's copy i'm like no yeah. anything that is successful will have people uh what they said the greatest form of um a flattery is imitation, right? imitation. That's it. So anytime you're successful at something, people are going to do it. People sitting right here and watch you start your show from the bottom. That's right? it. That's it. It grows and grows, and I can just tell you, mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna grow bigger and bigger. You're gonna have more. Um, you're gonna have bigger and bigger guests that's gonna come here and sit right here in these same table. Uh -huh. Right? They're gonna know you. They're gonna come to your house, mm -hmm. even though it is outside of Atlanta. They're mm -hmm. gonna drive because mm -hmm. they're gonna know, like, hey. This is the place I need to be. You may move around a little bit, sure, but it's going to grow. And the reason why um, things like that happen is people are going to watch you, and you're going to you're going to um, 
what you call it? You're going to make somebody else say, man, I really um, love that. You know, I really love uh, what he's doing. And you're going to spark somebody else's mind. They're going to want to copy you. Yeah. That's the greatest form. That's so it. somebody wants to do what I'm doing, I don't block anybody out. Because it's like that old African proverb said, hey, listen, you can go, if you want to go fast, go alone. Mm. But if you want to go far, travel with others. Ah, I like that. So some people always try to like, oh, I want to go by myself. It's all about them, 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 them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, you'll go fast by yourself, right? Mm -hmm. But you won't go far. That's it. That's right? it. But if you want to go far, you get other people involved. Other mm -hmm. people get involved. That's why um, I always look, you see, with everything I've done, with the last book, NFL Hall of Famer, Terrell Davis, mm -hmm. right? You could just look at, uh, you know, this poster and see all the people that have came on to my show, mm -hmm. all the people that came inside of my book. Hey, um, I want the mayor to get involved. I want the city to get involved. I want the community to be involved with what I'm doing. That's it. And if somebody else is a resource, bring that resource. Mm -hmm. That's how you go far. That's it, you can't man. do it. You can't do it on your own. No, man, that, you can't, man. Like, that's, that has been what I've been learning about this podcast and I'm building culture and conversations where we're trying to build a community around the podcast, not just get a bunch of people onto the show and think that the guests are going to be what get us there. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Guests get the guests definitely help. Yeah. But at the same time, you're right. Like we have to bring a community of people along with us. So um, that's why I have a co-host shout out to Ramon Hingleton. You know, I have a co-host now for some of the content we're delivering on the live stream, hashtag the group chat. Um, you know, I, I, I've become more flexible with, in terms of how I'm doing the audio podcast, um, for own culture and conversations and just, just like you said, just trying to bring as many people along the journey and just reach out to people who genuinely, I'm like, Hey man, how can I be a part of what you're doing? How can I be a part of your, your of your brand? And, you know, that's why I reached out to you and I was like, Hey man, let's talk about Wesley learns today. If we mm -hmm. have some time and you're in town, because like, I really know what it's what it's like to try to build something mm -hmm. and then two we're family you know what i mean we're second cousins so it's like that's a big deal to me to be able to support somebody in the family yeah and uh you know just to show love man and the thing is like I, i'm gonna tell people this you know and and i'm being honest like mm -hmm. i'm not trying to you know trying yeah. to butter you up like you have always been helpful like 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 from the first time i like we connected when you start when you kind of i guess i kind of you may have seen me podcast and you're mm -hmm. like oh you starting a podcast okay like you, you've always been helpful. Like any questions I've had, mm -hmm. uh, anything you've done on your journey, your milestones, any of that stuff that you thought would like help me be encouraged, you like shared it with me. So mm -hmm. I mean, like I, you very much are living what you're talking about in terms of trying to bring people along on the journey with you, man. Oh yeah, definitely. Because, um, you know, I know when I started out, I didn't have that, uh, you know, um, that help, but I just know that when you have a candle, um, when you have a candle and your candle is lit. Mm -hmm. And you know, um, you know, you got a little fire going. Yeah. Some people like to try to make their fire bigger. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, hey, spread. You know, put some other, light some other candles because you just never know what might happen to you. So the more candles that you light, and people will always remember how you treated them when you had the spotlight. That's it. So hey, you know what? If I can help out his show, how crazy would that look? That I'm downtown uh, doing Ricky Smiley show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then just drive straight back to Augusta. And you're like, dang, I couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't swim by the house. You, like, you couldn't. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Even, I couldn't get a call in. You couldn't even. You couldn't even stop by to say, hey, because think about it. Even no matter if something was to happen to you today, uh -huh. right? And if something was to happen to me today, this here would be something that you will replay again. That's it. You That's know what it. I'm saying? That's like, it. wow, I remember when he came here, he sat in his chair, That's and it. he talked to me, you know, he helped me out as much as he can. That's it. Because all flowers don't blossom at the same time. No. Next month, you could be in a great position to be like, hey, Prince, mm -hmm. 
I can help you out now. That's it. Right? You know, instead of you going downtown, going to this show or whatnot, I am that show. That's it. Right? That's you it. helped me get to this point. You played a role in helping me get to this point. So now that I'm to this point, I can look out for you now. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you always, always tell people, and when I've seen people in the industry, I met a lot of people in the industry, they, go, they become depressed because as they're moving along, they get to know bigger and bigger people. Yeah. Right? And when they get to know bigger and bigger people, they think that these people are their friends. Mm. These are my friends and my family. And they don't know that these people are just around you because you're beneficial. That's it. That's you it. are resourceful. They see you doing something. So access. You you have access, right? Yeah. So yeah, they have y'all in their office and you know, blah, 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 and have conversations with you or whatnot. But as soon as you fall off, as soon as you cool off, as soon mm -hmm. as you fall out of favor with somebody. As soon as you don't have anything else to offer them. You don't have anything else to offer, they push you to the side. Mm. And then a person becomes depressed because they left their real friends behind because mm -hmm. they thought they had new friends. That's it. And when these new people push them to the side, they become depressed. Like, yeah. wow. Because they can't go back to the people they used to talk to. Because like, I remember when you, how you treated me when you thought I was nothing. Exactly. When I had my local show and I had it on my uh, kitchen table mm -hmm. or in my basement, mm -hmm. I asked you to stop by. Yeah. You wouldn't even stop by. Yeah. You know? You because you were so busy going downtown and running around with these people and running around. Now that those people don't, you know, cut you loose. That's it. Now you want to come run to me. People remember that stuff. I got a particular. Um, I got a particular. I don't want to mention the name of the, the brand of the watch, <laughs> yeah. but I reached out to them when I was in the early days of my podcast. And I said, hey, you know, I got a new podcast and I'm starting it, and I love wearing your watches. I'm always taking pictures of them and putting them on my timeline. Mm -hmm. You know, I said I would love for you guys to have somebody from your company. Talk to me about how the company started, you know, where you guys got the inspiration for your particular brand and why you're doing things the way you uniquely do it. And and they were like, OK, well, let me forward you over to, you know, to somebody within the company. And at the same time, I was like, all right, cool. I got no problem with going through the process and going through the, you know, going through the steps to get in touch with people. But I never heard anything back from them after a while. And they were just like they just blew me off. So. At that point, I was like, hmm. So now I don't even talk about them on, on any of my platforms. Like I don't talk about them. I, I wear the watches, but I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't tell people. I don't tell people with the the platform that I built without them mm -hmm. about it. And it's not because I'm holding a grudge. It's because of the principle of you. I want people in my space and brands in my space that I have a genuine relationship with. That it's not purely about oh, let me step over you to get to the next thing yeah. or you're not big enough for me to deal with. Because like I, I would have took 15 minutes of that person's time if they had to share, but they didn't see value in me. So it's like, well, if you didn't see me value in me, why am I going to give my value away for free just promoting your stuff? So, and, uh, you know, and, and, and it's just, you have to be careful because people never know what, like you said, you never know what people want to become and how yeah. that, that flower is going to blossom. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a hard, you know, you know I, I will say it's a hard pill to swallow because, on the other side of the house, where on the opposite side of the house, people reached out to me to do certain things where I didn't know them well enough, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know them well enough. You know, uh, of course, you know, we had a relationship to where I'm like, oh, I have no problem with driving up there or whatnot. But if I didn't know you, you know, you just DM me on Instagram yeah. and say, hey, I want you to do this. I'm like, well, because, you know, I've seen people cancel stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've seen people not be who they said they were or not have the situation set up. I or, and I don't, I don't wait up. You don't drove two, three hours. I got time for that stuff. Yeah. So a lot of times it's been some people that um, I wanted to do things with, but I declined them because they didn't have the credibility. Gotcha. You know, I'm like, you know, that'd be for a prime example. If you say, hey, man, um, can you come down to Bad Alster to do a show, right? Yeah. And, you know, 
you're like, well, is this person really going to, I don't mind going out there and support you, but is this person really going to, um, have they shown that they'll execute on what they're talking they, about? Exactly. Can they execute? Right. So that's the problem that I see with some people sometimes that, you know, I don't like to put a lot of energy into them because mm -hmm. it's, you know, uh, I mean, your time is valuable. You're flying, you're driving, you know, uh, people will waste your time. It, yeah. People like, you know, I had to fly in and drive down to, you know, and Augusta's not right down the street. No, you know, no. that's a nice little, uh, run to go do that show. Then come run back up here to do this and run yeah. back down and do. So I always try to make sure like, okay, is this person or is this situation legitimate? That's it. That's so, it. Because some people don't, um, you know, don't value the time. Like I have a, a meeting tomorrow in Augusta, right? Mm -hmm. So I need to know, hey, are you going to be there? Are you are you sure you yeah. want to do this? Because if you waste my time one time, then that's it. Yeah, especially when you start talking about the logistics of traveling like yeah. that. You can't, you can't do that. So I was going to ask you, man, yeah. um, you know, we were talking about probably, you know, somebody, well, probably the most famous, if not the most famous, definitely the most wealthy person oh. <laughs> you've met on this journey of Wesley Learns. Uh -huh. And, you know, you, you you have several pictures on your timeline and on your, all your pages and stuff mm -hmm. um, about your, um, I would call it a budding a budding acquaintance. Or mm -hmm. would it, Well, let me ask you, how would you describe your relationship uh, with Warren Buffett? Would you call it casual, kind of a casual acquaintance? Like, what, like what's a good way mm -hmm. for to describe that? You know? I would say... See, the Buffett situation is, um, I mean, um, it's kind of like we're not business partners, you know. Sure. We haven't um, sat down and um, drafted anything and done any business, anything like that. So we're not business partners, but uh, I would definitely say we're acquaintance. Um, he seems to take it. He seems like from uh -huh. the stuff you shared with me, you know, privately, he seems like he has a bit of a mentor role in your life. Yeah. In in the times you guys have an opportunity to interact, because he's super super busy. You're super busy. So you know, in this journey, you've had a chance to meet him and develop this relationship. Uh huh. You know, so and I think that's the part I want to really focus in on more so than necessarily. Okay. You know, how did you how did you make that connection? Because you were talking about mm -hmm. it earlier um, off camera, mm -hmm. and I just want people to hear that because I think that's helpful in terms of you explaining just how those dots connected with for you socially, and what it took for you to actually eventually meet him, build and build that rapport with him on some level. Um, I would say with uh with the the Warren Buffett thing. Um, you know, shout out to Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, and all the people over at Berkshire. But the thing that happened with Buffett was, um, you know, I had been going to his annual meeting. I was just, you know, just a young investor saying, hey, I want to do this um, one day. So I just started going to his uh, meeting, and I just requested. You know, I just called his office one day, and I just said, hey, um, I would like to come to this meeting and, you know, learn some things. Mm -hmm. You know, just, to, you know, I don't want anything. You know, I get myself there. I just want to learn something, mm -hmm. right? So I, I flew out there just being a, a spot on the wall, and I ended up meeting some cool people there and stuff like that or not, you know, just one person after another person. And uh, some people was nice. Some people wasn't so nice. Gotcha. Right? You know, as, as with everything. Just with everything. Some people wasn't so nice or not. But, um, but it, was, it was fun. It was a fun experience. And I would just go every year, and I was just meeting more and more people, and they saw the first book, and some of them seen the second book. So I've had this connection to Buffett for, for a couple of years now, but I had never met him. And uh, I kind of figured that one day I would get a selfie. Okay. Right. I kind of figured I might get a selfie. One that's day. like that's like the that's like the new autograph. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I'm like, yeah. I might I might get a selfie when I feel I got a feeling that this might happen. This one might day, happen. Right. Yeah. This you know and you know he's 88 now, mm -hmm. and you know he is the the world's wealthiest investor mm -hmm. ever, right? And to just just make his money out, he he didn't create anything, he didn't invent anything, but he he owns a lot of our favorite brands like uh, Coca Cola. Dairy Queen, Duracell Battery, 
Geico, mm-hmm. Free Balloons, Seas Candy, you know, all type of private jet companies, railroad companies, just a plethora of things, right? Yeah. Um, I don't, let me let me mm-hmm. let me pause and in, 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 in for a second because because I want I want to get this humble brag in. Like uh, me and Warren Buffett have something in common. I also own some Coca Cola too. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, me, me, let me let me let me let that breathe for a moment. You know, me and me and Mr. Buffett have uh, have have similar uh, uh, similar Taste. portfolios. <laughs> and he and um, so you know, I had always been you know, and and more so than I liked about the money. It wasn't about the money and the investment side of the house. It was just that every time I was reading books, they would always come back to Warren Buffett. They would always yeah. come back to oh, you know, Warren. You know, his DNA would be sprinkled over everything of Definitely. investing. Yeah. So. I said, well, you know, if I can get to the source, mm-hmm. let me get to the source. Yeah. So I was just hanging around, and uh, how the situation transpired was they knew my first two books, and they knew I was writing another one, mm-hmm. right? And uh, what ended up happening, they saw the whole start to finish with Terrell Davis. Okay. When I ran into, uh, you know, at the time when I met Terrell, that was like, man, you know, mm-hmm. I watched him win Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. I watched him win Super Bowl MVP, you know. He was the man, you know, growing oh, yeah. up, you know, yeah. Terrell, you know, he was, I was, so, TD, man. T- yeah, exactly, T- touchdown, Terrell, whatever you want to call it, you know, Super Bowl MVP, league MVP, That's it. Russian, you know, he was in, he was in, he was on Sesame Street, That's it. he had the camel noodle soup commercial, yeah, he did. you know, with his mom and stuff, so I used to grow up watching that stuff on cereal boxes and uh, video games playing with him, uh-huh. so that was just everything to me, and, and when I uh, met Terrell, he would say, hey, I'm going to do your next book. I called him and was like, hey, man, Terrell Davis doing my next book and whatever. Mm-hmm. So they, they saw me go through that whole process, and when I went back, um, they said, hey, you know what? Um, we want to put you on Yahoo Finance this year. Oh, wow. And Yahoo Finance was, uh, what is the exclusive coverage of Buffett's meeting. Gotcha. They're, you know, even though you have a bunch of other media outlets there, mm-hmm. they're the only ones that got exclusive coverage. They covered up, they live stream the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I've always watched them. And then this time they turn around and say, hey, we want to put you on um, Yahoo Finance. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm like, what? That's, you know, crazy, right? Yeah. And um, I, I do Yahoo Finance. And uh, one of the guys that I knew at Berkshire, he said, hey, you know, let's sit down and talk. And uh, we went and sat down and talked, and uh, this lady joined us. Mm-hmm. And she sits down, and uh, she she sits down with me. And uh, I don't know who she is. She introduced herself by her first name. And to be honest, I thought it was his auntie. Okay. You know, uh, somebody said, maybe it's his aunt, maybe it's mom, maybe mm-hmm. it's aunt, whatever. And I just kind of wrote it off. Maybe it's older sister. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Yeah. So I said, hey, she's a nice lady. And, you know, he's kind of telling her about what I'm doing, and I'm telling them, you know, we're just eating burgers and fries, mm-hmm. and just like any other lunch, you know, meeting mm-hmm. or whatever. And this lady is looking at everything, and she just turns around and says, "Hey, um, Prince, um, um, she's like, uh, you know, I just think this is so amazing." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "She's like, I wonder why, why aren't we selling these in Omaha? Mm-hmm. Are we selling this at uh, at the meeting?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Selling what?" She's like, "Your books or whatever." I was like, "Well, I said, uh, well, you got to know people." Oh, exactly. So you got to know people. I said, "I don't know nobody." She's like, "Well, no, you know people." Mm-hmm. I said, "Yeah, I know people, but..." They gotta know me. <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. Saying? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I was like, I don't, you know, or whatever. And uh and I'm talking my little thing. I'm like, you know, I'm telling her, oh, you never seen nothing like this. Just joking, just yeah. having fun making light of, you know, blah, blah, whatever, right? And uh she says, Um, well, I wonder has uh Warren ever seen this? Mm. And when she says Warren, I don't know what Warren she's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Who, which, I'm like, which, Warren, which, what Warren are you talking about? Which Warren are you talking about? You talking about Warren G? Yeah, you Warren. Know? Yeah, she's like, like it's just like, you know, Warren Buffett. I'm like, yeah. 
I said, Buffett. I was like, Buffett, Buffett. I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's seen or what he got or whatever. That's it. I mean, I was just in the arena with everybody else. There's like forty some thousand people there. But the interview that Yahoo Finance gave me, you know, um, shout out to the producers and stuff like that, Julian LaRoche and everybody that did that. What I didn't know at that meeting was when I was doing that interview, that interview was being plastered throughout the whole arena. At that time. At that time. So at that arena, I knew Buffett was in the arena. You mm -hmm. know, I just saw him. I knew Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, was there. Sure. Uh, Bill Gates was there. Yeah. Uh, the list just go on. I know I saw Tim Cook there. Uh, Tim Cook, Mark Cuban, I think, was there too, right? Yeah. From Shark Tank. So I, I knew a lot of people was there. So after I did that interview, people started walking up to me saying, hey, man, I really love, you know, what you said about some people have been following me on YouTube mm -hmm. and my podcast throughout the years. And... Um, she turned around and just told me, um, you know, long story short, kind of found out this lady is Miss Buffett. Oh, wow. You know, kind of found out she was Miss Buffett. Wow. So, and uh, she says, hey, come with me. Mm -hmm. So, because uh, she was actually kept asking me when I was going to leave, and I said, I'm leaving tomorrow. And um, she took me over, you know, to his office. And uh, when I went into his office, he, uh, all his people came out and spoke to me or whatnot or whatever. And we all kind of conversated a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she took me into his office and, um, you know, uh, and, you know, Buffett is so humble that he stood up and, like, introduced himself. You know? Oh, wow. Like, he's, he's like, you didn't know who he was. Yeah, he extended his hand and said, hey, I'm Warren. <laughs> you know, look like, and, and, I mean, that's big, right? Instead of saying, who are you, he yeah. said, I'm Warren. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm Warren. He still says, I'm like, like, this guy really, like, introducing himself to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, uh, of course, I think I've heard of you, right? Yeah. And his wife is just showing the books like, oh, I think this is so amazing. Yeah. And the first question he asked me, he says, so where's Wesley? Ah. Uh, I was like, yeah. uh, I said, um, probably in school doing cartwheels yeah. or yeah. something like that or driving his mom crazy or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he was like, well, I want to meet him. Mm -hmm. You know, why didn't you bring him? When I, yeah. I said, well, you know, and, you know, his staff had told him, oh, he's bringing his family next year because I had told him years ago, like, on the fourth year, I'm going to bring him on the fourth year mm -hmm. or whatnot. And it's just that me as a as a man, I um, I don't take my family anywhere unless I'm comfortable there. Yeah, I like to go by myself, get the lay of the land, figure it out. Then once I got it, and then to think about it too, had I took my family with me the first three years, I probably wouldn't have been as adventurous as I was. Exactly, you hadn't opened that door yet. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Um, I wouldn't have been sitting at a bar mm -hmm. all night long. It you having drinks, meet, make, me, make, making making connections. Having, well, while my know. family's in the hotel, That's I would have been in the hotel with That's them. It. That's I would have been at the zoo, yeah. uh, something like that or whatnot, doing yeah. the family thing. I would have just been sitting at a bar and going out and have dinner with regular people or whatnot. Yeah. They're the ones that open up that door for me to mm -hmm. um, do that. So, what, uh, what, we know, whatever, so, you know, we stand there and um, he looks at it. He asks me, he said, hey, can I keep these books? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, it was my only only copies, but I mm -hmm. said, you want them? You, you, you know, yeah, you Warren Buffett, man. Yeah, you, you can have them. You have them. Yeah. And uh, so he said, okay, sure, you know, thanks. And his wife is like, you know, I was thinking you should, you know, write in them, you mm -hmm. know, sign them or whatnot. So he goes into every book and he writes letters into every book. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, you know, Prince and Wesley, the Denver Dynamic Duo, Prince and Wesley, you yeah. know, in every book, right? So when I saw him do that, I was like, I just put my hands on my head and I was just like, hey, Mr. Buffett, you know. What I'll do respect. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to take them books back from exactly. You. I'm, I'm not gonna be able to. I'm not gonna be, <laughs> not gonna be able to. Not gonna be able to leave those there now, sir. I said I read your last book. It, it spoke about something called intrinsic value. Value. There it is. I said see before they were just worth twenty bucks a piece. Because they were printed paper. Either it was printed paper. But I'm like now you have taken. You know I've got the greatest investor of all times in finance and mm -hmm. in, in the finance and in, in business were the most recognizable name and successful. 
to sign, you know, and write off on my stuff. I was like, no, I had to, and he understood. He's like, well, send me an invoice. You yeah. know, send me an invoice for all three or whatnot. I was like, come on, I'm not seeing. So if I send you an invoice, I got to frame the invoice too. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> it never stops, man. It, exactly. It's like, it's like I, I got I to frame the envelope. I got to frame the invoice. It. So he, he, um, um, so him and his wife gave me a tour of their office. Yeah. Know? You know, they gave me a tour of their office and, um, and then they turned around and said, hey, what are you doing for lunch? No, for dinner. Mm-hmm. I just had lunch, you know. I'm not going to lie. I lost my appetite when she told me who she was. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't sit there and eat some grease burger and fries. That's it. You know, I'm That's like, it. But, uh, but I, I look back and I'm glad they did it the way they did it because had I known that was her, I probably would have screwed it up. Yeah, I probably would have came you. with a, a presentation and said something stupid and, you know, overthought it, took it for what, you know, more than what it was. But um, he, he um, you know, Took me around his office and uh, showed me the things and you know took pictures and you know video and all the good stuff and and he turned around and um, uh, took me to dinner with uh, Becky Quick yeah from CNBC Becky Quick someone I've been of course I know who Becky Quick was she's mm-hmm. always on television okay but um, you know CNBC she's um, Becky Quick from CNBC so I sat down with um, them for dinner and uh, man it was just I wanted pictures at dinner mm-hmm. but I didn't want to seem creepy. To where they're like, dude, we was just in the office. You yeah. Know, you, you got all the pictures and videos that you want. That's you, it. You yeah. want more pictures and videos? Video, exactly. At some so, point, let's be people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Be okay, people. okay. We got no pictures. We got no video. That's all right, it. we're cool. Can we just, can we talk like regular people now? That's it. And uh, it was, I, I still don't think, and I told his staff and I tell his people all the time, nothing I can ever say or do. We know I try to, uh, you know, tell them thank you. But I still don't think that um, they and, and they told me they have been listening to me for like the last year and a half. They've been mm-hmm. listening to my podcast for the last year and a half. Yeah. Now. And the thing, I don't think they recognize the um, magnitude of yeah. what they did. Yeah, still to this day, you know. I think, man, that's a. I think that's a great story. And uh, I feel like I feel like I think there's a lesson in that for everybody. One about just you know, how if you're just, you consistent, like you're talking about how you were just being social, talking to people, and, and all of a sudden you find yourself talking to the person that you need to talk to to open that door, you know, that's part of the net, that's part of the charm of networking. And like you said, the magnitude of what they did, like, you know, it didn't cost them anything to give you that value, right? Like it was such a simple thing for them to do for, for you. But at the same time, it gave you this oh, this, this great opportunity and, and and opened these doors and just gave you that 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 validation and credibility to be able to say, hey, you know, um, this was the experience that I had with one, like you said, the world's greatest investor, the world's wealthiest investor, and um, you know that's that. I think that's just a great way, man, to kind of wrap up that this conversation, man. Um, dude, we um, we gotta talk about where to get your books from. Where can they get the newest copy of Wesley Learns to Invest featuring? Uh, Terrell Davis of you know of the Denver Broncos, man. Yeah, you know if you're a Broncos fan, if you're an NFL fan, if you're a Terrell Davis fan, if you're a fan of financial literacy, if you're a fan of your kids, nephews, grandparents, um, you definitely got to check out all three. But uh, the books are these are the hardcovers you see in front of you. But you yeah. got hardcover, you got eBooks, you got paperbacks, you got audio. You know we have audio, mm-hmm. eBooks, paperback, hardcovers. We got a little cartoon series going on, and uh, they're everywhere from BarnesandNobles.com, Amazon.com, iTunes, Walmart.com. Um, where else? You know, pretty much anywhere you can find a book online, you can find them. You can go to WesleyLearnsToInvest.com, Lulu.com. It's the only mm-hmm. place that sell the hardcovers. Uh, 
check your local. And we, I don't, we're not. I won't say check your local libraries because we're in Augusta Public Library, we're in Burke County Libraries, uh, we're in a couple of schools, um, in some random places up in Denver. Um, you know, out in Hawaii, some Denver. So you know, I love the sport because I have so much growth to mm-hmm. do. Like, um, I don't even have a publisher. You don't all this self-published. All this stuff. I don't even have a publisher. So people look at it and say, "Man, you know." My publisher or my PR agent helps me get on TV, the radio, and meet people and do mm-hmm. all that stuff. I don't have a PR. I don't have a, you know, just me and my buddy Chad, you know, who will be here tomorrow. But, and, you know, we don't have um, PR and uh, we don't have PR publishing and all of the good jazz that was there. So, but you learn more mm-hmm. by being independent. Yeah. So, I mean, you, eventually you're going to have to go major. You're going to have to. Yeah. I mean, that's just what it is. So the, for the people out there that like to talk the crazy independent to the top move, it's crazy. You know, I mean, when you look at the pinnacle, let's take the music, let's take hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're talking about the culture, right? Let's just take hip hop. Let's take Jay Z. You look at Jay Z. You look at his paperwork. You'll see that he's with Live Nation. You'll sure. see that he's with Universal Records. You'll see Def that he's Jam. with Def Jam. So you know, you're eventually going to have to go that route. Yeah. Right. But the more independent work you do, now you can negotiate at the table. Leverage. That's you got it. leverage. Now you can say somebody comes in and say, "Well, Prince, we want to give you this deal." No, I've shown you that I can put out a product. I can promote it. I can, uh, I can sell it. I can sell it. I have I can, an audience already. I, I got an audience already. I know how to do deals and get other people involved. I know how to get other people behind what I'm doing all independently, right? That's it. So you have more negotiating power versus if I had nothing and just wanted to go to a major because mm-hmm. nobody wants to go to that. It's like people when people grow dreadlocks, mm-hmm. you got to go through that ugly phase. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to go through that little ugly tweeds on your head phase. That's it. That's Everybody wants a nice, long, pretty locks all put together. That's it. That's it. But that ugly phase is what's required. And you're going to have to do that. You're going to get in that car and drive. You're going to have to be told no. You're going to have to go broke, run up a credit card, um, use up a line of credit. That's wonder it. how you're going to pay it back. That's it. <laughs> you know, you're gonna, you, you have to go through all those things. It's just like the world of investing, right? When you start investing, uh, when you look at the world of investing, you start investing, you got to go through that ugly phase of losing your money, yeah. making, making mistakes, listening to the wrong stuff. and But that's what's going to help you become even better. I so. think so, man. Mm-hmm. I think so, man. I, I definitely, man, like I said, I definitely support you, man. And uh, I appreciate I appreciate uh, all the just all this just wisdom and, and all the and all the jewels, man. And uh, yeah, I just want everybody who's listening. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll definitely make sure that you guys can find in the show notes uh, all the information about Wesley learns about insurance and the Wesley Learns series of uh, children books, uh, children's books for mm-hmm. um, financial literacy. And uh, it's been a pleasure, man, having you in my home and uh, having you stop by the house for a visit. We're about to go have dinner. Um, I hope you don't mind Italian. There's a spot down the street that I like to to go to. I haven't been there in a while, but I, it's it's good food. And uh, it's close to the house, which makes it easier to get to. And uh, we're about to go do a small bites episode. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, eat some food and uh, just catch up a little bit more. And uh, but I've been, I've been your host, Jameson Smallwood. The guest has been Prince Dykes, and uh, this is Culture and Conversations. If you guys don't know about the show, go over to cultureandconversations.com and uh, become a subscriber of the podcast. Also, hang around on Facebook, Culture and Conversations, Instagram, Culture and Conversations, and if you want to send an email to the show, Culture and Conversations at gmail.com. So with that said, guys, y'all be good. <laughs>